Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. All right, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Today, we are going to be talking with Braden Kell. Braden is a middle school math teacher by vocation, and he's been experiencing the power of God working through him in really unusual ways. And so welcome to the program, Braden. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here right now. Oh, that's great. So one of the things I love about this opportunity to talk with you is that you're not what many people would maybe consider a traditional minister. You teach middle school math, right? In a public school. Is that the situation? Yes. This will be my fourth year teaching uh, public school, middle school math. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. So as you and I've talked previously, uh, you began to really see God working in you and through you in really tremendous ways. And I've been encouraged uh, to really see that how people like you and others are actual ministers in the workplace and that God wants to minister through people into their workplace, into their metron. And so I think your testimony will inspire many believers, those especially that may doubt that God wants to use them supernaturally in their workplace. So, Braden, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us some history. Where do you work, uh, family? Yeah, so uh, this is, like I said just a second ago, this is my, I'll be entering my fourth year at Sonora Middle School. I teach seventh grade math. Okay. Um, I'm entering my 10th year of teaching total. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. So the first six years of te- my teaching career, it was kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. I taught at a private Christian uh, school in Searcy at Harding Academy, and and that was, a, that was a blessing in itself, and God taught me so much just in that time mm-hmm. and really solidified a lot of things. But I really started to, uh, God just really, really pressed on my heart, especially when I was at that school, that Christian school, that there was just so much more, like, so, much, so much more available in the kingdom um, just as far as who I am in him, my identity in him right. and what he's called me to, whether it's at, at my workplace or whether it's at the grocery store, no matter where it is. And, uh, I just, like you said earlier, we're going to get into it. I, it's just been really, really, um, cool and just so, so encouraging to see God move in different ways. And, and even when it's not in the quote unquote supernatural, man, it's just, we just trust that he's using it for his glory and we can just have peace in that. And, and I'm just, I'm just pumped, man. I'm excited for the future. He keeps doing stuff. Amen. So tell us a little bit about your spiritual history. How did you become a Christian? Like, where'd you go to college and stuff? Yeah, perfect. So um, I was actually a missionary kid. Um, both of my parents uh, were missionaries in Kenya, which is in East Africa on the on the equator. Right. I was born there. I lived there till I was six. So God really gave me an opportunity just, you know, from the start to see different things, um, just to have a little bit of a different worldview just from the get-go. 
And uh, my family moved here when I was six years old, just to the States. Um, mostly grew up in Abilene, Texas, where um, ACU is, Abilene Christian University. Um, I grew up in the Church of Christ. I okay. love the Church of Christ. I have lots of respect for the Church of Christ. Um, and anyways, my wife and I now obviously go to New Heights. And yeah, that's kind of been a, a big, the big picture journey for me spiritually. I wasn't open to growing up, obviously wasn't open to the supernatural side of what God could do and was still doing. It always felt like the book of Acts and, and, and stories in the Bible were, were just great stories and they were just meant to inspire. And they're definitely right. that. Um, but the more I've, the more I've stepped in and tried to submit and, and, and tried to just be open to what God can do, man, the more it's just come alive. So what in this season in your journey, what's really led to this uh, like new spiritual awakening or season that God's been doing in you? He's been doing a lot of miraculous stuff, stuff you maybe have just read about in the Bible originally, but you're starting to see it yeah. in your day-to-day life. So how did you get to this point, being that you didn't really come from like a charismatic background or anything like that? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it, it honestly all started, it all started uh, my junior year of college. That's when it all started. So I was a dorm, uh, an RA, a resident um, student who lived in a dorm and was in charge of students in a dorm. And my dorm mom, you know, my boss, man, God took her through during my junior year. God took her through the season. The Holy Spirit took her through the season where he just showed her that God could do anything. And she honestly led me into that. God led me um, into her circle and she invited me to this to this church experience um, that was just mind boggling to me, especially at the time. And I remember, I remember a speaker that, that went up my junior year of college. He went up on this Tuesday night. He was speaking at this event. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like this. And oh man, he was just, he was, he was speaking so much truth. Of course, I've heard truth before. I grew up in the church, but he was speaking with so much authority yeah. and, and just the identity of what Christ has given us. And that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. Like that's a promise. Like, and to step into that anyways, he talked about Elisha and he talked about this double portion of the spirit of Elijah, how Elisha asked for this double portion. Right. And he asked all the people that were there. He said, raise your hand. If you want to receive a double portion, just like Elisha, raise your hand. If you're hungry for more of God, more of the move of God, more of the Holy spirit. And, you know, this is like the first time I'm seeing this. Amen. I don't know what to think. I did not raise my hand because I, I just, you know, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Timing wasn't right, right? So, but anyways, my dorm mom, someone who I trust, I know she's not making this stuff up, right? I know she's not, like, she's this, she has no, uh, she's guileless in her, in her intentions. Well, anyway, she's one of the people who volunteer, and this guy goes around, he just puts his hand on people's foreheads and just, just, just basically says, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy wow. Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come. And I just see people start falling down like flies. And this has got to be way out of your comfort zone at this point, right? And I'm like, I'm like, but I knew, here's the thing. Like I knew Miss Patton, that was my dorm yeah. mom. I knew her and I trusted her and I knew in my spirit that this was real. And I saw her fall over under the power of God. Wow. And I thought to myself, wow, huh. there's something there. And, and then from then on, God took me on this journey where I, and I still battle this. This is my flesh, right? But he took me on this journey where I almost became so fixated on the supernatural hmm. and so fixated about running after it Interesting. that my primary, my, like my first objective was not intimacy with the father. 
it's, it's really been honestly, Jonathan, in the last couple years, the Lord has really like increased my intimacy with him. And he's told me and reminded me again and again, I'm getting emotional talking about it, that like intimacy is the most important. Amen. Um, and I, I, I believe and I'm growing in my faith and I believe and I'm growing in the signs and wonders, but that's all a byproduct and an overflow of intimacy with the father. Amen. And, and, and God has, God has been merciful and patient with me in that process. And I'm still growing in that. And I want, I want that to continue to be my primary objective and the primary objective objective for all of us who are willing to go after this we're open to the supernatural that none of this is really worth it. If we're not growing in intimacy and trust in relationship with the father. Absolutely. So anyway, that's the ultimate outcome of everything that we see in our walk with God is that intimacy and that closeness. You know, I have a term that I talk about in my book a lot in my book called managing your Metron called naturally supernatural and that we're called to be just naturally supernatural and that uh, supernatural byproducts should emerge from a life well lived in intimacy with God. And I, and I see that in you and I see that in your walk and I see God beginning to work through you to really show his power. Could you share a few testimonies, a few stories? Like what's this look like for you over the last little while here? My very first year at this public school that I teach at in Springdale, which was, I guess at this point now, it was three years ago. It was the first time I'd ever jumped on the scene to be a public school teacher. So it was a jolt for me. It was okay. like, I mean, it was like I was a new teacher all over again. And, and, and Satan came after me so big time with so much discouragement, so much of like, you know, you can't share your faith here. You could do everything and anything you wanted at your private Christian school, but you can't do anything mm -hmm. here. And I felt like I lost a lot of purpose in that because that was really something that I uh, felt like I had freedom to do at, at this other school I taught at, the Christian school. But anyways, in that journey, my first year, the Lord really encouraged me. And he, he, he was faithful and he did a lot of neat things, but um, not necessarily anything supernatural. But I remember getting a picture of vision. And the vision was my first year, this is three years, was I saw this revival at my school and I saw wow. signs and wonders flowing in the hallways and I saw ankles being healed. I saw wrists being healed. I saw all these signs and wonders. And it was just like the book of Acts breaking out wow. in inside of the school. And this was just a picture I had, and, you know, I, you know, you said it's easy to second guess stuff. I'm like, is this me? Is this me? Is this Holy spirit? As you'll hear in a second, it was clearly God. Anyways, fast forward to uh, this year. So two years later, I back around Christmas time, you know, I, I've, I've done this with my wife every, every year where I pray, I pray into a theme for the year. What does Holy Spirit want to have as a theme for the year? Yeah. Like one word for the year, if you, if you or any of the listeners have ever heard of this. And the word I got for this year was the word birth. Hmm. And I had three words that I heard from the Holy Spirit. I heard birth, rebirth and restore. And, and then I prayed more into that and I asked the Lord and I listened to him and he said, restore and rebirth is a bringing back of something that is already. And he said, yes, I am doing that. But he said, what I'm really doing here is a birth. Mm. He said, I'm bringing something new. I'm bringing something new to this region. I'm bringing something new to you specifically and your family. And so I, I just leaned into that and I just kept going after the father, kept going after the father. And it was March of this year 
where the beginning, I would say the beginning of the fruition of that that vision he gave me two years ago of seeing signs and wonders and revival, it came to pass. It started to come to pass in March. And it was the, it was the craziest thing how it happened. I sure wasn't planning it. I was teaching that an after school program. So it wasn't even during normal school hours. Mm. And I just felt very convicted. The Lord wanted me to pray for specific kids and I asked them, and this is risky, man, you know, like I'm a public school teacher and I'm out there and I'm not expecting anything, honestly, nothing supernatural. I just, I'm just obeying. And right. it was terrifying, honestly. Right. And I just remember the Holy Spirit saying, just do it. If you don't do it, you'll never know. And you'll never see me move. And, um, and he, I also have always struggled with this too. I've always felt like, well, what if I make God look bad? Like I've always struggled (laughs) with like, what if I make me look bad? But there's also like, what if I make God look bad? What if like, I'd be a terrible Christian. And I remember, (laughs) I remember like that day or a couple of days before the supernatural broke out in March, I remember the Holy Spirit just gently telling me, you can't make me look bad. Wow. (laughs) When you act in faith, you can't make me look bad. Amen. That is a good word. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt a little more freedom and a little on that end, you know. So anyways, it broke out. I mean, kids, I had a kid, there was a kid who had a dream the following night and saw an, it had an angel visitation. There's another kid who saw a bright light. Another kid said, God, um, he heard Jesus talking to him specifically. And this is and, while and you're in this people. after school class context, right? Like, yeah, well, the, what I'm telling you now is after school program and also um, just regular school. Right. But there were there was wrists that were healed, um, arms that were healed. Um, I had someone who had some some hearing loss, too. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't remember if it was fully restored, but it was like, God, God did something. But every time God was just using me to plant a seed, you know, that's the purpose of the signs and wonders is he's he's getting people's attention. He's inviting them to more. That's amazing. And so in this context of just being inspired and hearing God on praying for specific kids, you took hold of that. You went ahead and did it. You asked the kids and some of them were open to you praying for them, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it was wild. And I didn't tell you this. Two days before the signs and wonders broke out, I actually had a dream. Mm. And in the dream, I remember looking at in my dream, I can still see my kids' faces in my dream. I was in my classroom and I remember one kid specifically, and I remember her looking right at me. And I remember her being emotional and just feeling the love of the Lord. And she looked at me and she said, thank you so, so much. And I knew in the dream, especially after it was confirmed, that God was showing me what was about to happen even in the classroom. Wow. Yeah, God just, God just moved the pieces, and there was protection. And I, I learned a lot from things I did right and things I did wrong. But, but God, is, God is gracious, and He's merciful, and He's honored by faith. He's honored by simple faith, simple trust, simple obedience. And I've, I've, uh, I've, I've just... I've been learning that and I'm still learning that. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, this obviously these kind of experiences must have really affected how you perceived your your day job, so to speak. I mean, how, how did you how, how did, did you see a shift in your thinking before and after these kind of occurrences just about how you viewed your workplace and the field that God had given you? Yeah, I mean, I think it just I think it solidified like that God can do anything anywhere. Period. Right. And I even remember, I didn't, I didn't tell you this actually really what preceded even the word of birth for the year 
and just kind of this um, this idea that I that revival is coming. I remember uh, I donate plasma BioLife in Fayetteville. I remember sitting in my BioLife chair, and it was totally unexpected. But I remember this was like a couple of days after the election, so there's a lot of mm-hmm. tense things going on, all this. And I remember very specifically that the Holy Spirit came on me in power, and He gave me wow. such a clear picture and a clear vision of this crazy revival that was just on the horizon. Wow! And what I saw was, is I saw revival and I saw signs and wonders in the most ordinary places. Wow. In bio life, I saw it. In grocery stores, I saw it. In the streets, I saw it. Amen. And it was just, I mean, it was just, it, I was just undone. I was just like, what? Wow. This is crazy. And I just like, especially since that time, especially since that vision the Lord gave me in November, I keep telling myself and I wake up every day and I keep, and I honestly keep reminding myself in different ways, like this is the most exciting time to be alive. I really believe that we're on the cusp of the greatest revival and the greatest awakening in the church, in this region, in this country, in this world. And this is like an end time harvest. That's what it feels like. And I obviously don't know, and I'm acting in faith, but I feel very convicted that this is, this is it. And there's an urgency to this. And so I just, I've just been trying to step into that and trying to obey. Amen. Praise God for that obedience. And recently you were just telling me that in a different context, you had quite an amazing experience in a very common place uh, down at the local uh, swimming hole at the river by your house. Tell us about what happened there. That's, that's a fresh story and really, really encouraged my heart. Yeah, this one, this one's a doozy, no doubt. So it's always the best when you're not looking for it and the Lord just surprises you. That's always the best. In order to experience these things, first of all, God can do what He wants. Amen. But we, when He He likes to work, and He tends to work when we're open, because <laughs> He He likes to use us. And it's not like He needs us, but it's almost like when we say yes, we activate Him. Yeah. And it's because we're co-laborers with Him. You know yeah. that's Scripture, and uh, we reign with Him. As I was going to the river this Saturday, you know, it's just right by my house here in West Fork, and I'm just going to swim, man. I'm going to lay out a little bit, just kind of chill, enjoy myself. And I've done that a few times. I'm a school teacher. I got some free time, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I go down there, and I tell the Lord, I remember just having a conversation with him, like, I'm open and I'm available. Like, if you, if you want to do something, like, I'm available. But, I, you know, and, I, and more recently, too, specifically, I've been telling the Lord, like, but if you want me to do something, I need you to make it very clear. Because hmm. sometimes I have a hard time discerning whether it's my flesh or whether it's you. And so I, I'll ask the Lord, especially now, I'll ask the Lord and try to discern through confirmation. Okay. And so anyways, honestly, I don't really think much about the prayer that I said or the conversation I had um, at the river before everything happened. But I'm walking along, I'm done kind of laying out, and I go back to my favorite kind of spot in the back. It's kind of a little nook at the river, West Fork River here at Riverside Park. And I hear some commotion, and I figure there are probably people back there because it's Saturday and it's typically more busy. And I hear all this cussing, and it's just like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the Spirit of God loves these people, and the Spirit of God I just want the Spirit of God to rest in this place and fall on these people. And I remember being open to that. And then I realized, 
oh, these guys are Marshallese. These are 20-something-year-old Marshallese guys. And I knew, like, this would be an easy connecting point because I, I, I have a significant connection with the Marshallese population because I teach in Springvale. I teach at Sonora. We have a high Marshallese population. Anyways, I get to the spot, and I don't even approach this guy. This guy actually approaches me. He's super friendly. He's like, hey, man, he's like, we're going to, you know, we're going to be out of here real soon. You'll have this whole spot to yourself. And I'm like, no worries, man. It's all good. And honestly, like, that was kind of it. I didn't, I still didn't even really approach him. And then he just kept talking to me and kept asking me questions. You know, what's your name? You know, just different things. And we made this connection where he, uh, he kind of was a is a father figure for a student that I just had at Sonora. Okay. So there was like already the Holy Spirit was confirming things. Mm. Already the Holy Spirit was making connections. Already the Holy Spirit was calming the atmosphere and casting out fear right there, right? Right. And creating this environment where he could easily move and we could I could move in confidence in this. And so there was just this connection with this guy. Now he was with three other people, okay? Two other guys and one other girl. So there's four of them total. And I got to meet all of them, and I just and I just knew like the Holy Spirit said, ask them if you can pray for anything. And that's kind of something I've been doing when I feel like the Lord highlights people. Is I'll just give them space, and I'll just be like, hey, this is a God thing. This 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 encounters a God thing. Is there anything at all right now that I can pray for right now? Okay. And anyways, this guy opened up. He's like, hey, I've got uh, three kids. I'm paying child support. You know, I'm only like 22, 23 and I'm killing myself. And I just, man, I'm just struggling financially. Wow. And I'm like, man, man, let's pray about that. So anyways, these other guys, they don't have prayer requests, but they want to pray, man. And they actually want to get in a circle and hold hands, which is just crazy. And to be honest with you, man, these guys were gangbangers. Like these dudes were rough. And they even admitted to me, like they're either currently a gang or they've been all up in gang culture. So anyways, they, you know, but with martial arts culture too, they, they, they're open to God and they even grew up in church probably in some kind of way. So there's been some seed planted that right. God had already planted to where there's a respect at least. And that was pretty evident when they wanted to circle up and hold hands. And y'all are like <laughs> standing in the river at this point, right? In yeah, the water. Yeah. We're in, like we're in the river, right? <laughs> okay. In shallow water and we're holding hands. They all got their hand, their head bowed. And at this point, I'm just like, all right, I have a feeling God's going to do something but let's just see what happens. And I just remember, I remember praying uh, for Carl and Carl was the one who had the three kids with child support, paying child support. But I just remember praying for the Holy spirit to come. I said, Holy spirit. I said, come right now. right here, God. I said, show them who you are right now by your power. Blood of Jesus. Come right now. Touch wow. each one of them. Make yourself real right now. Holy spirit. Come right now, right Amen. now, right now. And I'm, I'm looking around the circle <laughs> and I see God touch each of them. Wow. Right. And it looked different with each of them, but you know, they, they felt the presence of God. You know it, you know it. I look to my right though, the guy right next to me on my right. And God is like, all, like the power of God is honestly just about knocked him out. Like he's about falling over. Whoa. <laughs> and I feel the Holy spirit just highlight him as I'm, as I'm praying. And I just stopped the, re- I stopped the rest of us from praying. I said, guys, I said, I got to focus on Brian right here. I said, God's doing something to him. So I said, y'all, y'all just give me a second. So I just prayed specifically for Brian. I said, hey, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Hey, can I put my hand on your chest? Hey, can I put my hand, head on, hand on your head? And I just said, Holy Spirit, come right now. I said, you're doing something. Come right now. on fire right now. Holy Spirit, come, come, come. And <laughs> then I know the next thing I noticed, I realized, and what I heard from the Lord is he said, cast out these demons that are on him right now. Wow. And, so, and I'd seen this happen before. And actually, 
God, a month ago, literally a guy fell on my, I was at a revival and a guy fell back on me in the power of God. And right there, I wasn't looking for it. I, God told me to cast out demons out of this guy. So wow. I had experience. God had prepared me for this moment. Okay. So anyway, I just start buying the enemy in Jesus name over this guy for about five or 10 minutes. And this guy starts manifesting all over the place. And the man, this specific manifestation was just, this dude was just coughing, 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 and just like, and I've seen this happen before okay. a lot of times. Demonic will come out of the mouth if there's possession in some kind of way. But this happened for five or ten minutes. There was deliverance. And and then, like, all the other three guys are just freaking out. They're so confused. And praise God for his protection because, honestly, like, if I were in their shoes and I'd never seen something like this, I would be worried for Brian. Yeah. And I would be like, what is this guy doing to Brian? Like it looks, it looks kind of bad. Yeah. So like, yeah. it feels like in the natural, um, those guys would be like telling me to stop, 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 stop. What are you doing to him? What are you doing to him? Right. So I, I really felt the hand of God protecting me in that moment. Praise God for that. Um, but anyways, after those demons were cast, I said, Brian, I said, I said, Jesus said, man, when demons leave, when they're cast out in Jesus name, if they come back and they found the house swept clean, it's going to be worse than if they had not gone because they're going to come back and they're going to come back with a vengeance and with more. I said, you need the Holy Spirit right now. I said, do you want them right now? And he said, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, let's do it. I said, I'm going to pray right now. Are you ready? He's like, yes. He's like, I want them. I want them. So we just asked the Holy Spirit to come. I said, Holy Spirit, fill them right now. Fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them. And he fell over completely, man. He crumpled, crumpled, crumpled. I mean, like in a baby field position. We had wow. to hold him up. And God just kept working on him, working on him, kept praying. This happened for about five or ten minutes. So we got demons cast out. We got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it was pretty obvious. All right, let's see if this guy will get baptized, water baptized in Jesus' name. And I said, after all this is done, I said, Brian, I said, you've been freed from demons. The Holy Spirit has filled you, bro. You're a new creation, man. You are completely free right now in Jesus' name. I said, you want to be baptized right now in oh, Jesus' name? <laughs> Jesus says right now, he says in his word, he says, be baptized right now in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. You want to do that right now and make a public declaration? He said, let's do it. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we did it. We're at the river, man. Come on. Convenient. <laughs> so baptize him right there, man. And this guy, man, this guy was just filled with so much love, man, the love of the Lord. He looked me in the eye so, so, so compassionately, and he just said, I love you. He told me that. He kept looking me in the eyes. He said, I love you. I love you. <laughs> this guy is a gangbanger, man. He was a gangbanger. That was, that was his identity. Now he's yeah. a child of God. Wow. Um, yeah. So That's a good day at the swimming hole right there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and God did some <laughs> other things, too, but uh, that was... That was just such a such an encouragement to me, and just and also obviously that God set him free and, and, and has begun to do something. And I honestly feel like even God's going to do more because they invited me to go back to the river this week. So that's great. <laughs> we'll see what God does from here on out with that. That's so great. What an encouragement! I think that just speaks to everybody who'd be hearing this. That there's no average believers. There's no. Uh, average days in the kingdom of God. And there is purpose in what God's brought us in to do in our metrons and our sphere of influence in the world that the field of the world that he brings right into our 
into our midst right in front of us. And I just love how you've leaned into that and you've really embraced it and let God work through you in powerful ways. And I love your hope for the future. I love the hope God's given you for the revival, uh, for the work he wants to do in this region, I believe in the U.S. as well, even beyond here. And I think that this is going to be an exciting time for believers who choose to rise and shine, so to speak. I'm really thankful for your uh, input in this and your testimony. I think this is going to bless a lot of people. Yes, thank you. Praise God. God gets the glory. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.